Welcome to Mile 13. Ooh, ooh. That's Jackie. Yay. How's he doing? That's Casper. I am Casper. I'm Kim. Hey, Kim. Hey. <laughs> so uh, Hi, Kim. just real quick, right off the bat, I would like to fill you all in on what is going on in the 13th Hour Studios in Dayton right now. Yeah. <laughs> We yes. were having a pre-show meeting, just the three of us. Casper is safe over in their little hidey hole up in Chicago. And Jackie and I are I'm sitting here. I'm super comfy right now in my bed. It's real You it's look real super lovely. comfy. If you guys could see them, they have like this giant oversized looking hoodie and like a like a comfy looking blue kind puffy of Sith thing. Lordy, honestly. A little bit. Yeah, and like a super cute Sith Lord. I can, I can dig that. Super cute Sith Lord. <laughs> hashtag goals <laughs> um so we're you know anyways Ca- casper's all comfy and cozy and safe jackie and i are just sitting here minding our own business talking and suddenly i saw a shadow it was a flash of fury from the side of my eye dart quickly across the floor and i don't know if you saw the initial shadow but then you saw like definitely saw the second shadow because you yelped i saw the mouse oh it was a mouse. It was a mouse. I saw it run it was across a the floor. It's a big mouse. My life flashed before my eyes. It was it was scary. I I'm just I'm both glad and a little discouraged that Steve wasn't down here for that because he's terrified of mice. <laughs> and that would have been Yeah. So we can only hope that so I went outside and I got B. So she's not gonna be peering out at us through the window tonight. She's down here. Down, she's finally so joined us. She's here. May hear so we're hoping to have an actual murder on, on the podcast air. tonight. <laughs> yeah, you might experience a murder live tonight, guys. Yeah. If not, uh, one can only hope that it sticks around till Saturday and then comes out while we're doing <laughs> Hour of Your Life. And if you hear a scream, you know why. Yeah, you'll know why. It'll, yeah. If you if hear, you hear a, cheer, a lot, like a very loud scream and. Followed by laughter, you'll know what happened because they screamed and I laughed at them. <laughs> yeah, and it's a big mouse too, guys. Like I'm not. I mean, it. It's a chunker. It's yeah. It's been eating good. He a chunky boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't. Been, it's been a pretty eventful night so far, and it's the <sighs> night is still young. And you know what's even freakier about the fact that there is a mouse that just ran across my floor? What? We're talking about skinwalkers tonight, guys. <gasps> Did you see its eyes? It's a freaking mouse that ran it. Did it have human eyes? 107 miles but an hour across my floor. I don't eyes. know what kind of eyes it had. It was fast. If it's human eyes, then watch Did the heck out. Did it maybe turn into a fireball and streak rainbows after it? I did see that out of the corner of my eye, actually. Mm, mm. I missed that part. That must have happened when I went upstairs to get the cat. Yeah. Mm. It, it was pretty intense. It... It almost hit me. I dodged. It was pretty cool. Casper was gone filling up their drink. So <laughs> it, it was just me. Uh, totally believe it. Been there. Yeah, well. Anyway, so we are talking about the Skinwalker Ranch tonight. Ooh. Woo! Guys, I'm so excited. excited about this. I'm super excited for this one. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch is in Utah. And it, there's a lot. There's a, a lot there going a, on with Skinwalker. Lot, guys. So much. In yeah. fact, there's so much that we're going to cover. It's going to take two episodes to cover everything. Yeah, it's, it's we pretty We actually 
it's very interesting because this is the first episode that, well, I don't know if you guys did any episodes while I was gone, but um, this is the first episode that I'm involved in that we all three are doing the same story. Yeah. So the structure is oh, a little different Yes, too. that's true. No, this is the first time that we've done this. So let us know what you think. Write to us at mile13show at gmail.com. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. I'm not going to say that I prefer other way better. All I will say is it gets a little complicated when there's three people trying to do one story and not do any research on each other's topics. It becomes interesting of the like, wait, wait, fuck. No, I can't look at that. Wait, no, but I have to look at that so I get context. Yeah. It's like glance, shield your eyes. No, edit, don't. So yeah. it's definitely a different thing for us. But I, I thought it was I thought it was nice. I know a lot about things. Fun. Cause I kind of cobbled things together. Like I edited some stuff. Like I put it together, like mm. the narrative form together. So I feel like I wield all the power in this uh, situation. <laughs> I am all knowing Kim. Going on a little power trip there. It's going to your head for sure. I mean, Oh sure. I got to take it when I can get it. <laughs> right. Fair. Do the hair flip. Oh. Um, yeah, and another way it's different is I kind of have the history portion, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you have some so. of the history and some, we yeah, kinda, there's just... We kind of all oh. switched around a little bit this this yeah. week. Yeah, what is life? We don't know here, mile 13. Baby, don't it's, hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. This Dude. is our first, this is actually our first podcast of the new year. <gasps> it oh, is of the, of the um decade. Oh, yes, because technically, as far as you guys know, our first podcast of the new decade was um, Canyon to Shea Part 2, but we actually had, our, if you recall, we had actually already recorded that and had to re-record. And just re-record it and released it late. So this is actually our first new, to us, new stuff, <laughs> yeah. podcast of the new decade. Happy new decade, guys. Yeah, same, same. Thanks, I feel old. It's cool. Bruh. You know, I forget who was telling me, but it was really interesting. Uh, somebody was making a joke about how, like, there's, like, everyone's super excited that it's a new decade, and they're like, let's make this decade a better decade. But throughout history, the 20s were never good for people. Mm. Like, yeah. it's, like, plagues and depressions that. and, like, prohibition, and it's just, like, it's not good for people. Steve and I were actually talking like from a biblical standpoint, like all signs point to the end of the world. That's what my mom says too. There was an earthquake in Puerto Rico again. Uh, Australia has burned to the ground. Uh, There's wars and rumors of wars. Uh, I, I mean, it's basically like polar ice caps are melting. It just... Like, all of the things are going... It's all... The world's just coming to an end. Yeah, so all good things here at Mile 13. All great <laughs> things. I mean, you know, apart from the earthquake, which, I mean, like, I don't know if that one's our fault. I don't know, science. Fault. But all of the other oh! ones... I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was horrible. What? I said fault. Like, false. Oh, look who has to do her first apology. I'm very sorry I made an earthquake joke. You, you know how faults, like... Move and that causes earthquakes. I literally just told you I don't understand science. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the whole way I think this is right. The whole way earthquakes happen is there's like the crack under the surface and it's a fault line, mm-hmm. and then the faults shift 
the and plates, the, the plates the plate. shift oh, Wait, along okay, the fault good line. Joke. Yes, the plates shift along the fault line. There's two pieces of earth, and they go like this and like rub like, against you. Yeah, they basically it's like when two cars, like when a car kisses you and side swipes you, but okay. The ground, but there's buildings. On I top get of the it car. now. Yeah. It's funny when you explain jokes. They're funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving on. It distracts anyway, from the fact that I just did a very untasteful joke. So it's <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so how about that? Yeah, we skirted past your apology there. <sighs> um, but yeah, no. Apart from the earthquake, I mean, like all of those are our own fault. So I mean, if the end times are here, I think we kind of deserve it. So yeah, well, I suppose the fire's not our fault. Yeah. All right. Well, no, the, global warming is, and yeah. that's the reason why Australia Actually, is too hot. I I don't know if it is true or not because the source was somewhat unreliable. Um, but I did read something earlier that said that some of the like people have been arrested for setting the fires in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah. So like some of them Wait, are naturally what? occurring. Like, because wildfires do happen. Like, how California gets wildfires every summer. Right. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens in Australia every summer. But other people have been starting the fires intentionally. I don't know so, like, why. With the fires, yes. Or? Why? I don't know why. And I don't even know if that's true. That's just what one news report was reporting that I saw. So Interesting. I also saw a news thing. On the interweb, so it's true. But um, Steve Irwin, sure, I think Sun has yeah. saved ninety thousand animals so far. Yeah, they Good the Irwins him. are like basically they just own Australia now. Yeah, I will talk to my roommate Leslie because she knows what the actual company and organization is. I do not know what that organization is, but I will let it know and we'll post it on some social media. But apparently there is an organization that if you knit or sew or crafty yes. in any way, they want um, pouches for you like know what? baby kit, I'm gonna uh, do kangaroo. That. I, I shared Aww. that on my personal page and I'm going to go do that right this instant right That's now. so cute. Yeah, they want, like, pouches to, like, rescue and, like, gather animals because, like, obviously wild animals you shouldn't touch with your bare hands, so they want animals to be able to, like, pick up and carry specifically, like, joeys, like infant kangaroos. Yes, so what they are looking for, uh, right now they have a very high need for joey pouches, uh, hanging pouches, 3D hanging pouches, and animal beds. They have a hot, oh, and donations for supplies and postage. They have a high need for bird and rodent nests, flat bat wraps, and possum and bird boxes. And they have a moderate need for animal sweaters, and that's it. Um, They're good on koala mittens and bat wraps with pillows. I don't know what I know. I don't know what most of these things are, but I like. I understand that this is like a tragic event, and we're like helping these animals survive. But koala mittens. Yeah, I know, right? That is cute. There's a reason why those were donated in full first. Yeah, there's a reason. (laughs) All right, so I am also. Did I hear bat bags? (laughs) I think yes. (laughs) Is it a bag full of bats? Because I want one. (laughs) It's a bag. For putting bats in. I mean, hopefully it'll be full of bats at yep, one point exactly. once they rescue them. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you like being someone that brings in um, like really bizarre animals and nursing them back to health. Like you have a wombat. Down that. Like that just got your back. All right. I literally it. just posted um, that to our page on Facebook. 
Also, something important to note. um, There are, it is very, like, go through all of the pictures because it's very specific. It has patterns. It has all kinds of stuff. Like, it's not just anything. Um, There are links. There are instructions. All, it's very detailed. So they need very specific. um, Also, there are really cute pictures of a wombat in a burrito looking thing. Um, so yeah, go, go check it out. Like right now, stop what you're doing. Like stop. Go to the mile 13 Facebook page and go check it out and see the go, pictures. Go, go donate. donate. If you can, if you are a, if you are a sewer, if you are a knitter, even if you're not like, I feel like I could probably make some of this stuff and I don't know how to sew at all. It's, it's not hard. They literally have patterns that you can, I mean, it's basically like this one thing. If you can cut a half circle and some strips, and use a hot glue gun, you can make it. I'm sure I the think listeners I can do have that. no idea what we're talking about right now. What? What? Well, if it's just if it's just cutting out a half circle and some strips and some hot glue gun, then I think I can do that. I'm telling I you, I am the least. Jackie can tell you, I am probably the least crafty person I know. It's fair. I suck at crafts. I suck at art. I suck at doing things with my hands. That's why I talk on podcasts because I'm not good at anything else. I could do this. Like I could make these things. So you can make these things. Yeah. No excuses. Right. No excuses. Anyways, about something that's not nearly as cheerful about saving baby animals. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're going to talk about death and destruction. You ready? Yeah. All right. Yay. Jackie's going to get started. Okay. So let me preface this. I made, I wrote these notes at least a month ago, right? Like a month ago. Yeah. That's all right. So we'll see how this goes. But it's okay because we just recorded the day before yesterday and we're starting out with a recap of what we talked about the day before yesterday. Yeah. So you're welcome, guys. We planned it that way because we know we're doing right. Totally. We're super (laughs) professional. (laughs) (laughs) We have a calendar now, so we do. Better watch out. Um, okay, so what I'm going to cover is, at first, is going to be kind of the, a recap of the, we just heard B jingling. She's, she's probably. Mouse murder? Frolicking? No, I feel like there might be some sound besides jingling if she was killing I something. I feel like you'd hear you some, like, wrestling, some, um, skittering. Yeah, no, awfully quiet. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to kind of recap the Native American turmoil that was going on um, kind of near the Skinwalker Ranch. Because what's happening pretty much is the Skinwalker Ranch is right in the middle. It's the Ute. It's like Ute and Navajo, right? Yes. Um, oh, is those it pronounced Ute? I always thought it was Ute. I thought it was Ute. I don't know. You're not by your mic. We won't hear you. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. I've always heard Ute. I've always heard Ute, but I'm sure one of us is right and one of us is wrong. So okay. whichever one of us is wrong will apologize next week. Tomato, tomato. It's so fine. we'll both stick to ours and at least one of us will be right instead of Deciding on one, one and then right. both. Yeah, okay. I mean, we're probably not really gonna say either one. Like it, we're pretty much done with that word. Yep, <laughs> probably. <I don't> know. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, 
So yeah, the land that the Skinwalker Ranch sits on and the surrounding areas are drenched in Native American history. Because, um, like I said, it's right um, next to Navajo and Ute and or Ute. And um, in early European American history, there was a lot of battles that kind of sprung up um, between different tribes with the Europeans in this area. So this whole kind of massive section is just drenched with like battles Mm. and unfair battles at that. And so what would happen is Europeans would actually enslave the native American people. So in response, different tribes would actually kind of turn on each other and they would capture other tribes and present them to the Europeans. So it's like, Hey, keep us safe. Sellouts. Yeah, pretty much like, Hey, look, like we're your pals. We're giving you these other tribes. So tribes that might have been friends before were just suddenly turning on each other. Yeah. And um, the Ute tribe, coming up again, um, they were by far the most successful at this. Uh, However, there were some reports that the Navajo were involved as well. And the Paiute tribe was the most peaceful tribe. And as a result, they were the ones that got taken advantage of the most. Uh, Nice guys finish last. Yeah. What a load of hoo-ha. Yeah, so overall is mostly the Ute tribe kind of, the Ute tribe and the Paiute. Mm-hmm. But there was other tribes kind of mixed in there. Uh, because of the conflict and enslavement, it is believed that the curse of the Skinwalker is on white people. Um, they believe that it was created to kind of protect themselves against white people. I mean, fair. Oh, yeah, I mean, totally justified. <laughs> like... I wasn't there, and I, I understand. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't there, cool. and I'm like, yeah, no, that's fine. We'll deal with the skinwalkers. We yeah. deserve that. No, that's fair. I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't there, but I deserve it. Right, <laughs> yep. Um, and then we talked about this a lot last week, and a skinwalker is believed to be a creature that can shapeshift into humanoid animals. They can take the form of any animal they want, but wolf and dog are the most common. You hear especially about the black dogs. Yes. Like you hear black dogs yeah. all over the place. Um, and in England especially, but also in Northern Europe, uh, there are, and so I'm sorry, this is my cryptid nerd coming out. Oh, you're good. Two things that I love most about like the dark part of life, cannibalism and cryptids. Those are like my two favorites. Um Cryptids. <laughs> the two things you live for. <laughs> I just, um, I live for cannibals and cryptids. I, and stuffed ready? mice. Agreed. Stuffed mice. <sighs> you had to go there, didn't you? Mm. Anyway, um, it, there are big cats, like huge, like mountain lion size cats that don't belong in this part of the world. And there are numerous reports of them, like I said, especially in England, especially in the English countryside, but also in Northern Europe, and nobody mm-hmm. can explain them. So That's weird. So, and like unknown yeah, species. N- yeah. Um, some people say that they've seen like like panthers. There's no panthers oh. in England. There's um, Bridgewater Triangle in America. Mm-hmm. There's sightings of panthers there too. We're just like... Why? Like, yeah, too far north. My answer: skinwalkers. Uh, right? I think that yeah. Um, so I think that a lot of times skinwalkers are dogs, but sometimes in England they're cats. Yeah, 
So there you go. <laughs> yeah, and so they're considered to be one of the most evil creatures alive and can control people with their minds and make them do things like murder or steal on behalf of the skinwalker. So we're just kind of like people things. meat puppets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for a skinwalker, it's good. Uh, to so be, yeah, fair. <laughs> I remember Casper covering this part. So in order to become e- the evil immortal creature, they have a they have to kill a sibling or family member and have sex with their corpse. Okay, now wait. I do want to clarify this because we didn't specifically say that last time. We said you have to commit... What were the things? They, you have to kill... No, no, no. The only thing that it was was that you had to um, you had to kill a close family family member, usually a sibling. Right. The, all the other stuff about necrophilia and like incest and grave robbing, all of that was just things that they like regularly did. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is a little bit of clarification. But granted, remember that I was talking about how like this comes from several different cultures and cultures that don't want to talk about it. So like yes. there is gonna be, um, what's the word? Muddled. Muddled, yeah, like muddled information. Gotcha. Okay. So just want to get that right out there in front before yeah. everybody's like, wait, you said. That is good to know because. Good catch. Yeah. So some people in this area have claimed to see things as bizarre as men with dog heads um, sitting together smoking cigarettes. I, I want to see that so bad. How freaking cool. <laughs> um, they just chilling with their bros. Having it's a like smoke. an Escher painting come to life. Yes. The the dogs playing cards. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh um, I want to go there. But so I'm trying to think. So this is Arizona, right? No, Utah. Utah. Like okay. totally oh, wrong. Sorry. Arizona <laughs> was last week. Like it's been a guys, it's been a month. Um so we're in Utah. Where's New Mexico? It's next caddy corner. Right? Part of the four corners, right? Yeah. Arizona, New Mexico, and Nevada. Yes. So, yes, Caddy Corner. Okay. Um, Which, New Mexico is known for spacecrafts. Mm, Indeed. And this whole region is kind of the weird kind of spacey area. So, I always thought that was interesting. Like, they are very far away, but this is a hot spot for like just weird so let me let me put this out there too how much of that do you think is sort of the modern equivalent of the wild west do you know what i mean like when settlers went out west it was very mysterious like you don't know what's out there it's controlled by the spanish a lot of it like it's you're heading into unknown territory it's still highly undeveloped. Like there are mm. miles and miles and miles of undeveloped flat desert. Like there's nothing there out West. So how much of that is just sort of new stories of the old West? Do you know what I mean? Like a new spin on kind of old lore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just I, like the mystery of like what's out in the miles and miles of desert that nobody goes into. That is interesting. It's just like just saying massively unknown. Yeah. Um, so skeptics of skinwalkers believe that they are just people suffer- suffering from lycanthropy. Lycan- Lycanthropy. That's like that's where- being a werewolf, isn't it? Uh, yeah, basically. But um, I think actually, have you guys heard of the guys? It's actually a whole family. Um, the they most commonly the wolf boys of Mexico. Have you heard of them? No. 
Oh, there's, is it the people who like grow a lot of pear? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a family in Mexico that is literally like the entire family is covered in fur and they look like like their faces, men, the boys and the girls, they're covered in hair. You can't see, I mean, they keep their faces trimmed, but, but they still, they don't shave. Like you see their eyes and the rest mm-hmm. of their face is covered in fur. I think that is lycanthropy. I'm not. Well, you're wrong. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe you're Googling it. So I that am. makes me nervous. I like just assuming I'm right. Um, so what I read it as is when people actually believe that they themselves are animals. That's true. Yes. That's an archaic form of the noun, though. Don't know what that means. That this old version. Oh, is a new one what you believe? Or L- what? Lycanthropy is the supernatural transformation of a person into a wolf as recounted in folk tales. This is from Oxford, by the way. The archaic... Ancient old school definition is a form of madness involving the delusion of being an animal, usually a wolf with correspondingly altered behavior. Now I want to see what the condition is that the wolf boys have. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that is kind of the medical explanation is, Oh, people have these experiences and they just, they, okay. I'm making a really weird face. Sorry. I'm getting, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but so psychologically they do a hundred percent think they're animals. So maybe they have those like not quite human characteristics because they're moving like animals. Um, whole bunch of stuff. I don't necessarily think that would be a good like explanation for it, but like it, it kind of is a explanation. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's probably the best Best attempt. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but so I also have that this is not completely uncommon and that the first serial killer recorded in Spain, he actually had this disorder and he killed 13 people and disposed of their bodies by making soap. Okay. Yep. Like yes. rendering their fat like in Fight Club. Ugh. Yeah. We don't talk about Fight Club. Hypertrichosis. That's what it's called. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Hypertrichosis is when you're carving fur. And that's our word of the day, kids. Write it down. Yep. There's a quiz later. Um, but yeah, so the serial killer actually had this disorder and he killed 13 people. And he had believed that he had committed some sort of crime and or that they had committed some sort of crime and were paying for their sins by turning... Um, into animals. So he was killing them, thinking that they were skinwalkers, I think. That sentence is kind of confusing. But he he did have the condition. He did kill people. And I think think what it was, was um, he, he was like atoning for his sins, is what I... I wrote that weird. He was atoning for his sins. By killing people that he thought were skinwalkers. I don't know. Guys, okay. I'm really confused now. I know. Okay. So is everybody okay. else. It's fine. Anyways, I might oh, cut no. that out. It's not good. Uh, so the Navajo also believed that Sasquatch um, would be found near the ranch. <gasps> it's like I said last week. Is Sasquatch a skinwalker? Yeah. Uh, maybe so if, you I ask, so. if you ask someone that's a Navajo, 
they might agree with you. I'm telling you. There's a chance. Or me, because I agree with that. Um, Or Jackie. (laughs) And this is kind of a random thing, but the Navajo, like the traditional belief is that he began as an old man trying to seek seclusion. And in his search from isolation, he went mad and became a creature. Okay. Mm. All right. So I'm not going to demean. That's like the story of Bigfoot? Yeah. That's the, that's um, Navajo lore. Okay. Navajo, I have the utmost respect for your culture. Well, it's like old school lore. And your stories. However, there is not just one Bigfoot. That is, it is true. A, there are many Bigfoot. He could have Big old feet? crazy babies. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know his life. I don't know his life. Jeez. Stop judging. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just did great. It's fine. I'm sick, guys. Sorry. Okay. So that's kind of like the Navajo, you, Native American, all mashed together um, lore. And then the history of Skinwalker Ranch itself mm. is it's in... Unita? U Uinta? I think it's Uinta. Yeah, like, it's you into sure. skinwalkers. <laughs> you into skinwalkers? Cause I sure am. You rapscallions. Uinta County. Um, <laughs> and this is the northeastern part of Utah. Uh it's not heavily populated and um there's an average of one home every two miles. So Skinwalker okay. Ranch is surrounded by three side on three sides by mountains and cliffs. So it's super isolated. Yeah. Nothing. So also you can't go there. <laughs> oh yeah. Also we should We're know, gonna get into that next there. week. Yeah. Don't try that. Um, yeah, we'll get into what happens to you if you go there next week. I know we try to cover things that you can like go to and do things. Don't go to this one. You can get close to it, ish. You can get in the general like within, I would say probably ten to fifteen miles of it. Oh, really? I'm sure yeah. the town is like super yeah. touristy now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, and the ranch is also located in the middle of the Ute Reservation, and that's where most of these events occur that we're going to be talking about from here on out. So, I was kind of talking about the bigger like area, and now we're focusing in on more specifically Skinwalker Ranch in this like rich history of an area. So the ranch itself is actually located next to a ridge called the Path of the Skinwalker and is even considered off limits to those who believe. Whoa. Yeah. So like if you believe in skinwalkers, don't go there. Yeah. It's like, um, from what I understand, well, it says ridge. So it's along the edge of the property and it's this part that rises up um, and it's like a cliff almost. But yeah, it's called the Path of the Skinwalker. And there's lore tied to it. And from what I understand, it was prior to Skinwalker Ranch. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's very spoopy. Um, Did you just say spoopy? Yeah, don't. Fight I me. like spoopy. that word. It's spoopy. Spoopy. I, so, I'm sorry to keep interrupting with the mouse kill updates. She definitely smells it. Do you see what's going on? Like she, so B is in the general vicinity of the mouse where I last saw it go. And I, I think we're getting closer to a kill is, is what I'm trying to say. Like she definitely smells it and she's looking for it because it ran under this like cabinet thing. I think I thought, and she's just been parked in front of that cabinet for like 10 minutes, kind of looking around. She 
definitely has murder eyes. She does. She does. She's got killing on her mind. All right, so that's I mean, that's our fair, quick update on don't that. Don't we all? Don't we all just have killing on our minds? <laughs> Sometimes today, murder in her eyes. Been a rough day. Amen. <laughs> uh, so that's just an update on the live murder situation. Some people believe that the Skinwalker Ranch has uh, shape-shifting mutant wolves, interdimensional portals, poltergeists, and aliens. I mean, so just you know, you're in a mill house. Yeah, like there's just a house with all these things. It's fine. Yeah, just every single freaking day. Some say a Bermuda Triangle exists on a property and things can disappear and reappear at random. So do we think it's a Bermuda Triangle or do we think it's like a vortex? It's like a Bermuda, well, vortex. It's a vortex, yeah. Bermuda Triangle-like area, yeah. Like if you had something and then it just disappeared. This happened to me at Stanley, actually, at the Stanley Hotel. I was convinced that a ghost took my deodorant. I don't know why a ghost would need deodorant, but, like, we were staying at the Stanley Hotel, and my deodorant vanished. Like, I knew where it was. It was in this bag. It was not in that bag when I went to look for it. And then I found it, like, two months later, once we had got home, and, like, I picked up the bag to throw it in the laundry, and the deodorant fell out. That's actually really common for spirits to, like, take things, like, little knickknacks and items and, like, from places you know where they were from. And then, like, weeks later, they'll just, like, show up in the middle of your floor where you could not have missed them walking by. And you're like, cool, thanks, buddy. Glad you gave it back. mm, (laughs) I hope I didn't bring that ghost home with me. Ah, probably not. Probably did. But, yeah, no, (laughs) this place. was like, probably not. I guess Jackie's like, probably, yeah. There's definitely a ghost in here. No, there's not. There's just a mouse. Just a mouse in a house. This place reminds me of, like, one of my favorite TV shows, Gravity Falls. Like, one of the concepts is there is a, uh, like, portal underneath the town, and it, like, is drawing all these supernatural and cryptid kind of things to the town. It's a really good show. You should go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's animated and amazing. I'm trying to get Kim to watch it. Um, but I don't it have reminds time me of like a TV real anymore. life version of this, like this town that just everything just gets sucked into this place. That's what I was thinking when I was researching it too. And cause I started watching it for the third time, fourth time now. I should rewatch that show for like the seventh time. You should. But no, I was thinking that too. Like it's just, I wonder if gravity falls is based off of the skinwalker ranch. It very much might be. I could see it. Muy interesante. Yeah. So also in this area, over half of the population that kind of lives around Skinwalker Ranch has had paranormal or UFO experiences. That's a lot of people. That's a ton of people. That's a lot of people. I mean, like, I know you said, like, the town isn't very big, but still, that is a lot of people. For one area? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you anyone that has had a UFO experience that I know of. Like, paranormal is a little more common, but... I mean, I yeah. can you just you because have? I've looked for them. No, but no, I said, Kim, I know Kim does because uh, she tried to get me, convince me that uh, alien abductions are real. Oh. Yeah, I know several people that have alien stories, but but it's because I have gone looking for them. Oh, okay. For like other shows and stuff. Skinwalker Ranch is most thir- is the most thoroughly researched paranormal hotspot in the world. Whoa. And like professionally researched not just people with little 
$10 tools walking around. We're talking government level Teams, research. Yes. Yeah. Freaking intense. That's Casper's going to tell you about that next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so many teasers in this episode for next show. And I was literally just, just tell me a story. <laughs> uh, so we'll get there. Uh, Patience is a virtue, dear children. Right. So around the same time as the introduction of the white man, that is when UFO sightings began to appear. And people believe there is a correlation with white people intruding on the Native Americans and UFOs happening. Freaking white people. So white people show up and intrude on the Native Americans and the aliens are like, let's see how you feel about it. I love it. Or if the Native Americans did something to make this happen in theory. In theory. I thought it was very But I like the idea that the aliens were just watching and like came swooping in like a best friend, like a best girlfriend, just being like, oh, hell no. I'd believe it. I would believe it because if you think about it, a lot of those tribes had links to the Southwest where they, uh, I mean, if you watch Ancient Aliens, then you know that like Machu Picchu and like, maybe not Machu Picchu, but like... A lot of the sacred, um, like, Mayan sites and stuff were built by aliens or with Mm. the help of aliens. Yeah. And I believe... We've been friends with them for a long... Well, we haven't. White folks haven't. We No, white people are not friends with aliens. Indigenous peoples have been friends (laughs) with the aliens for a long time. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Kim Harmon. Indigenous people have been friends (laughs) with aliens. See how long you survive. It's true. (laughs) Um, So, in this... So yeah, um, I know. In this area, kind of near the ranch, uh, in 1776, Father Escalante, who was on an expedition, was traveling through this area and reported seeing a massive fireball in the sky, larger than any shooting star he'd ever seen, and it flew um, like directly over his campsite. Ooh, yes. Cool. Which fire? F- fireballs. Skinwalkers thing, can right? turn into fireballs. Ooh, snap. Yep. Yeah, fireball's a thing. It's really good in apple cider. Super good. So skinwalkers live in nearby canyons where even the locals won't venture. And in 1906 and 1911, people in the area would report hearing strange rumblings through the distant, um, as though distant thunder or explode. Can you talk? What, uh, I'm trying to read these notes. Okay. <sighs> In 1906 to 1911, people in the area would report hearing strange rumblings as though distant thunder or explosions were occurring during the day and night. Whoa. Yeah. Um. Good job speaking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still <laughs> taken aback by Kim's attack on me. When did I attack you? Learn to speak. <laughs> um. She's just bitter because you like slightly raised your voice at her. I am a... Gentle sunflower. I can't handle anything. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, so, in 1915, the Locke family moved to the west side of the property and were visited. West side. Kim, stop interrupting me. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Just the quiet so, sorry. <laughs> in 1915, the Locke family moved to the west side of the property and were visited by a stranger wearing period-appropriate clothing. However, underneath was a dazzling blue one-piece outfit. He oh, asked for water oh, fabulous. A... Yeah. What a fabulous <laughs> fella. Guys, don't make fun of a mean fabulous. Kim, what's, what's going on? 
Did I say fabulous? No. Oh, no, like... but I'm envisioning that guy from this dude uh, from Family Guy. The like, isn't that where he's from? Like the alien guy. Oh, the Futurama. Is it Futurama? Yeah. He's like a fabulous. That I guy? think so. Right? Futurama. I've never watched really... Futurama. Ah. Uh, yeah, it might be Futurama, but I'm envisioning that guy coming <laughs> coming to the Skinwalker. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. He he is pretty fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he asked for water and had a long conversation with the family during which he warned them to not dig on the property, which is something that kind of comes back later. In 1933, the Myers family moved into the property where they lived for almost 60 years. And then after they had lived there for such a long time, they sold it to the Gorman family. Now, I do want to put in a little, I am going to interrupt you here and say that Gorman, the Gormans are going to come up again in just a few minutes. Now, Gorman is not their actual family name. Right, yeah. Their family name has been withheld. Um, Like, nobody knows what the, I mean, I'm sure some people know, but it, the public at large doesn't know what the actual family name is. So, you're going to hear the name Gorman and Sherman uh, they're, it's the same family. They're kind of intermixed. We're going to go with the Gorman. Okay. So for yeah. the purposes of our show, it's Gorman. But sometimes if you are researching some of this on your own or you hear about some of it, Gorman, Sherman, same family. Interchangeable. Yes. Not not their real name. Good note. Uh, so yeah, so 1933, Myers moved in. They lived there for 60 years, sold it to the Gorman slash Sherman family. Uh, that is so a long Myers time for there. people to live at that place. 60 years is a long time. That is a very long time. I'm getting super antsy in my apartment. It's been two years. Well, but then again, you have a little apartment and they have how many acres of land? That's true. A lot. Calling with skinwalkers, but you know, it's a, it's a I big mean, property. Semantics. I mean, yeah, I would get antsy too. Um, so when the Myers lived there, they never reported any like weird activity or animal sightings or Things that we're going to discuss. Which is probably why they could live there for 60 years. Yeah. Um, But so some people would say that they're they're shut-ins. So they wanted to be so isolated Mm. that they just kind of blew everything off. Like, leave us alone. We want our privacy. We haven't experienced anything. Go Go away. away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, A neighbor who lived, well, next to them. Uh, his name was Gonzalez, and he claimed to see a large silver spacecraft, like an object, fly into their land. But he never like heard a crash or anything. So neighbors were seeing things, but the Myers. Which then, weren't. yeah, that's you uh, know what's going begs on. That's the question. It like, did the Myers never actually experience anything, or they were like, are they just saying that because they're shut-ins and being like, no, like we we didn't see anything. We promise. Well, you Meanwhile, know there's like well an alien behind the on. door. They got mm-hmm. they got fingers and ears, eyes shut. La 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 la. la. <laughs> Can't hear you. Yeah. Uh, so since the Myers are very private, yeah, it's believed that they were trying to hide any instances that could bring attention to themselves. Uh, there is a a really negative stigma towards anyone who would say that they see something bizarre, and a lot of people say, like, if you say that you see a UFO and you're standing up and trying to be an advocate, that it can actually ruin your life. Think about Mac Brazell. Interesting. Back yes. from our Area 51 episode, Mac Brazell was like a like a well-respected rancher mm. and his son killed himself as a result of yeah. all of the stuff that went down in the desert. Yeah. So I get it. 
So, it, yeah, it is a thing where a lot of people might say, like, oh, you're seeking attention, but it will ruin your life. And you, you'll never have privacy again. People make crazy accusations. Which also, I, I'm not saying the Myers had anything going on, but if they had something weird going on, like if he was abusive to his family or something like that, you don't mm-hmm. want to draw attention to yourself anyway. And so, like, I, I, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And so something I thought was interesting is when the Gormans bought the house from the Myers, Mm -hmm. there was a clause um, in the sale of the home saying that they needed to get permission from the previous owner if they were to dig on the property. Interesting. Like the alien dude in the fabulous blue suit. Yes, who came up and said, hey, don't dig on the property. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So some say this could be because of the Myers owning mineral rights to the property, but um, when still living on the property, the Myers were still really particular about where they dug. Yeah. This is like Hills Have Eyes stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, so I'm starting to get suspicious of the Myers family. I I feel like I feel like there's at least something. I don't mm-hmm. trust like, them. Yeah. I it don't could either. very well be something that's not interesting but i feel like there's something like yeah but um like the whole i don't know digging getting previous rights from the owner it's yeah it's weird yeah yeah because a neighbor said that when the myers were there he uh i forget the father's name but the myers dad would tell them that bad things would happen if they dug in the wrong spot so that that is something that there's other people claiming oof yeah. Uh, a lot of people think the Myers made peace with the things on the ranch and the Gormans who moved in after uh, reported something that they encountered that would seem like almost hypnotic and calming. So a lot of a lot of things that the Gormans experienced, I remember saying it, it kind of put them in a... It, it, like in a trance. In a trance, yeah. yeah. So it... It would make sense that maybe because it wasn't negative to the Myers that they just kind of dealt with it and just lived. So, hmm, it's a a theory. But they said that it felt almost spiritual, too. Weird. Yeah. Weird. So UFO sightings began in this area as early as America began and had sightings as um, frequently all the way to the 1970s. So the 60s and 70s were the most, like, intense times for UFO sightings. Okay, but also there was a most lot of drugs. drugs so yeah. there were Take that with so much going on during that time. Take it with the grain of salt that's going on your margarita. <laughs> Boom. Sorry, I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> so during this time, one in three people had seen UFOs, including Whoa. police officers and members of local governments. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, it was to the point where police officers, like, stopped taking reports. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there were so many of them. Yeah. And one of these sightings included a teacher and 30 students who witnessed a cigar-shaped craft. It was about 50 feet from where they stood, just kind of sitting there. Heck to the no. Heck no. Heck, heck to the no. yes. What a field trip that would be. Right. Can you imagine? The teacher just... Because the teacher is a voice of reason. But could you imagine if it was like a 30-year-old who just kind of graduated college and had a few years under their belt and was like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do. I'm not prepared. 
I'm not sure what I, to do I, with I all these third graders. Every day of my life. Uh, it's just a cigar with a giant cigar shaped thing. <laughs> no, I mean, no, but They're like, all like a, teacher, teacher, teacher like, what's that? And a teacher like, that doesn't uh, know what's telling Hadley, like, it's oh not a UFO. Yep. Hadley wouldn't see right through me. It's definitely not a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It's nothing. Let's go over here. On an unrelated note, let's go back home right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also a large reservoir called Bottle Hollow, which is a tongue twister. Bottle Hollow. Can bottle we... Hollow. Uh, I feel like bottle, bottle hollow. hollow. I wonder if the locals call it Bottle Holler. That rolls off much easier. But Holler is like a. It is, but it, Kentucky. It, say it. Bottle Holler. Bottle Holler. Bottle hollow just sounds bottle hollow, bottle, bottle hollow, bottle hollow. Bottle hollow. Bottle hollow is much easier to say. I bet they do. Bottle hollow or bottle, 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 bottle hollow is just off the ranch. And that is believed, that is believed to be home of a massive serpent. Nessie, maybe. Um, and so there's actually a woman who went swimming in the pond and she'd started screaming, saying that something was pulling her under and she quickly disappeared. And once the man jumped in to save her and pull her out, it was too late. She'd already drowned. What? Yeah. Whoa. Swimming, freaking pulled under saying like, hey, something's grabbing me and dies from it. Like Ugh. that is intense. That's pretty, so yeah, that's if pretty it's- serious. If all of the, like, lake monsters get named after, like, the places that they go, would this be Skeksy? Because, like, Skinwalker? <laughs> Sexy Skeksy. Sexy, Sexy Skeksy, Skeksy in Bottle Hollow. In Bottle Hollow. Sexy Sexy Skeksy lives in Bottle Hollow. This is, like, the most redneck cryptid ever. Sexy to town. It, is it sounds like a children's rhyme. It really does. <laughs> so Sexy Bexy um, <laughs> is up to no good, making trouble in its neighborhood. Um, All right, I'm going to stop you right there. We are not dragging Will Smith into this. Got one little fight. He is a pure soul. Auntie and Uncle Bel Air. Whistle for a cab. Uh, cool. So in 1977, <laughs> Jay Baker and his friends were hiking, and they reached the top of a cliff. And when they looked over, they saw a whole body was black with white hair on the back of its neck. It was swinging um, its arms, and they saw it for three minutes before it walked off. They believed it was a Sasquatch. What? A black body with white hair on the back of its neck. And it's just swinging its arms around like... It looks like one of those like uh, car sales, like wind dudes. (laughs) Those noodle guys. <laughs> I wish you could see Kim's face right now. <laughs> oh man. He's just swinging his arms. <laughs> you freaking nailed it. <laughs> I guarantee that's what it looks like. I wasn't like. there, did. but I, I can guarantee that's exactly what happened. It is. It's fact. Um, and then my last bullet says in 1978, the whole town saw balls of light flashing over the ranch and a UFO emitted a purring noise. Oh, it just wants love and attention. It wants scratches. Sexy, sexy, skexy, sassy sexy. Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. And a cat UFO. <laughs> a cigar 
purring a cat cigar. We have a noodle arm Sasquatch. Uh, and a cat UFO. A flying cat cigar. <laughs> it's a whirlwind. I want to go to Skinwalker so bad. Do it. You'll get arrested. <laughs> you, Do it. You'll so definitely you die. To, you need to approach them, but making that movement so they know that you are their friend. Agreed. Followed immediately by. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. <coughs> All right. So moving on. 94. Okay. It was a great time to be alive. Terry and Gwen Gorman, again, not their real name, bought the ranch to start a cattle ranch to escape small city gossip life. Uh, oh, now, this is where things life. are going to get super ironic. They hated the spotlight so much that they moved further out into the reservation to have less attention on themselves. They picked um, the wrong place to move. Poor people. Because <laughs> like, if they moved, like something had to be happening that was gossipy where they were like, okay, like we can't take this. Yeah. Let's just get out of here. And then they moved to Skinwalker and Ranch. And then it becomes the most researched piece of land in America. Yeah. In the after world. After they move in. I mean, there's bad choices, and then there's the Gormans. <laughs> On a scale now, of when, bad choices to Gormans, what bad thing did you do? <laughs> right? Um, now, when they moved in, the we mentioned that the Myers had owned the ranch, but when the Gormans bought it, um, apparently the Myers... Um, had like the Myers parents had had been de- had been dead and the Myers children such as they were did not have any interest in living there because the ranch had been sitting vacant for seven or eight years also this is what tells me that the Myers are not telling the truth when they say that they didn't know like that they there was nothing going on because there were heavy bolts on both sides of all the doors and all the windows and guard dogs had obviously been stationed outside the residence because there were like heavy chains and like those metal like loops that were oh, drove yeah. in, like they were driven into the ground to hold these heavy, heavy chains. So they the Myers had some protective measures. So there were bolts inside and outside of the doors. Yes. And so they could be locked from e- and windows. So they could be locked from either side. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, nothing <laughs> you know, weird just about whatever that. side yeah. you want to be on. I just want to make sure I'm safe on that side. So, yeah. Do I want to lock myself in and something out? Or do I want to lock something in and myself out? Mm, yeah. Oh, I think, so I might, I I think I said um, Terry Gorman. It's Tom Gorman. Tom and Gwen uh, Gorman. So, uh, soon after moving in, Tom and his kids were out in the fields. And they saw a wolf in the distance. When it came closer, yeah, when it came closer, they didn't feel scared, but they noted because it was pretty, like, it was friendly. It seemed like it was okay. But when it, they, they noticed that it was three times the size of a normal wolf. Big puppy. They said that it was, it was like five feet tall and 200 pounds. That's a big puppy. It's a big dog. Uh, it was actually closer to a dire wolf, which is actually a real thing, Game of Thrones fans. Dire wolves have been extinct for 10,000 years. That's a long time. 
but are we sure that they're gone? Because I want one. No, we're not. Because apparently there's one on the on the Gorman it's Ranch. Literally bigger than you would be. I want right? to ride it into battle. Oh. Oh, okay. okay, that's a good idea. Fair enough. Uh, so, like I said, it appeared friendly, but then without warning, the wolf lurched towards a cow and bit down on its head and neck. Everybody started kicking it to try to let try to get the wolf to let the cow go. Uh, Tom shot it two times, and after getting a bigger gun, they were able to scare it away, uh, and, but they blew a chunk of its shoulder off. In total, this wolf got shot six times. They chased after it, and after following its tracks, they suddenly stopped. The Gormans went back to inspect the piece they shot off, and they noticed it smelled like rotting flesh, like it had been dead for a long time. Okay, I that have is disgusting. S- I have several questions. <laughs> yeah. So, question number one: Who are these badass motherfuckers whose immediate response is <laughs> to go kick a dire wolf? <laughs> Fair. Agreed. Question number one. Question number two: Um, why? <laughs> <laughs> what? Can you be more specific? What? Just, just. Why, just why is this wolf a thing? Why does this wolf exist in the fact that you were able to shoot it without it, like, responding and not, like... Six times they shot it. Six times without it dying. And also, Uh, where did it go? Yeah, they blew off its shoulder, and it got up and ran away. It was a chunk of shoulder. Okay, but it's still, like... Why is it a zombie wolf? Why does it smell like rotting flesh? Yeah. Right? You'd all <laughs> Second, like to know. First question, you're a badass. Second question, <laughs> why? First question's not a question. They reported the wolf. But they were told that wolves had been extinct in the area since 1929. Now remember, this happened in 1994. Hmm. So a so bit. somebody's wrong. <laughs> so someone didn't Google check. Um, in 1995, the Gorman family started seeing strange things in the sky. On one occasion, Tom and his nephew saw what they thought was an RV at the edge of their property. And as they moved closer, the object moved further away before finally rising above the trees and flying soundlessly away. What? So it, it's like a, an RV. It just a levitating <laughs> RV? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They also saw something that resembled a stealth fighter ringed with lights, a cloud that hovered at the edge of the property and contained, quote, blinking Christmas tree lights or silent mini explosions. Those are very different things. <laughs> Those are two very Cigar-shaped different crafts. things. Yeah. Cigar-shaped crafts, uh, like typical UFOs, flying saucers, like what we think of, shafts of light. But by far... The most common sightings were floating spheres. And this kind of goes back to what Jackie was talking about with the, like, the mystical trance-like piece. They were very, these spheres were various sizes and colors. The orange ones were op- would like open and release smaller spheres. And the blue ones seemed to be made of glass and filled with bubbling blue rotating liquid. They, these spheres okay, seemed pretty. to be intelligently controlled. And generated severe psychological fear responses. One blue sphere in particular convinced the Gormans to sell their to sell their house after their dogs chased it and were apparently incinerated. No. 
because one night a dog chased an orb into the woods and that dog was followed by two more. They could hear the dogs yelping, but they couldn't find them. And very suddenly the forest went silent and they had to give up the search. The next day they found three burned patches in the wood like crop circles with, quote, gooey lumps of flesh in the center. No! You leave the dogs alone! So the dogs were chasing after, like, this ball of light. Mm -hmm. And then, because wasn't it, so Tom had searched all night, given up, come back the next day. Yeah. And it's just, like, melted dog. Dog. Yeah. Ugh. In one night, six outdoor cats disappeared. Uh, So they went a long time without telling each other, um, like mom and dad Gorman went a long time without telling each other because they both thought that they were going insane. Oh, poor guys. So that is separately. Yeah. Um, They would see faces in the windows and in mirrors. They would hear voices above their heads. They would see apparitions at the foot of their beds. Uh, objects, um, they would see objects and they would have objects missing and then they would randomly appear, which is kind of what we were talking about earlier, like all poltergeisty kind of stuff. Family members had nightmares. They often um, slept in the main room of the house together and they would have the same nightmares. That's what is extra creepy. Interesting. And you know that's what of? not a common thing. Yeah, That's no. not normal. Uh, I don't know what of, but they would they would like tell each other the next day that, you know, you, at breakfast, you're like, oh my gosh, I had the strangest dream last night. And then the next person, like, oh, and then this happened. Like the other person would be able to tell you what happened next in your dream. Yeah. Not okay. Uh, so they started sleeping together in the main room of the house to feel safer. They experienced nasty smells of de- decomposition that they couldn't place. They would hear a foreign language muttered into their ears and they could tell the voices were talking about them, but they couldn't understand what they were saying. Wait, wait. So is it like the kind of like when you can kind of like you can't hear what someone's saying, but you can like tell they're talking shit about you? Yeah. In the like, just like that In way. In another that language. Know. Yes, exactly. You can tell with the tone. It's a tone. You know that they're just talking shit about you. This next one, I would be so mad. At one point, mom unloaded groceries on the counter, turned around, and found all the food had been put back in the bag. (laughs) And this was something that actually happened several times, too. That would make me so mad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was other poltergeist activity, like salt and pepper shakers would switch content so often, (laughs) it became a habit to give a little shake to check the contents. (laughs) Which, okay, that's funny. That's kind of funny. Lie, that okay. is funny. Uh, doors would open and close on their own, which could be why there were deadbolts on the inside that you mentioned. Oh. Um, they'd come, uh, let's see. Um, Dad Gorman also had experiences often. One day while working in the fields, he lost a 70-pound tool in the middle of using it. And didn't find it again until two weeks later when he was out in the field and saw it wedged in a tree directly above his head. So you just like turned How around and was gone? I, that's what I don't oh, understand. Like he's using this tool and it disappears. And one thing that <laughs> I don't the understand. poor people, because they, like we said, they moved to kind of <laughs> escape the dramatic life. Right. And as like a rancher, that's hard work like you are going and working in a field extremely right. hard work all everything around you like 
you make money off of your property. So right. any weird thing that happens is a huge hit, huge nuisance. And so he's just trying to do his thing to live. Right. And like tools are disappearing. The seven I He's gotta spend money on dogs. He's gotta spend money on deadbolts. Six of his barn cats disappeared, so he's gotta go get new cats. How you know, like you guys, he's will... having a mouse problem now. Cause all of his cats right? are gone. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't seen our cat in a while. Update on the mouse. Uh, Bee hasn't killed it yet. The mouse lives. Mm. Hashtag the mouse um, lives. Uh, the Gormans claimed that there was a portal on the property that you could see. Oh, one that's night, like I was uh, talking about. Huh? I thought there was a portal on the property. There is. Ha. Papa Gorman was outside working at night and he saw a big opening that looked almost like a portal. He said you could look through and saw and he saw a blue sky with clouds. And he wondered why people from the nearby highway didn't see it and report it. So he drove to the highway and as he got closer, the opening got less visible and completely disappeared by the time he got to the main road. It seemed to be facing the ranch and could only be seen from the ranch. Okay. That's a whirlwind. There's a lot to unpack it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's okay. got blue sky. It's just an opening in this opening in the world. Yeah. So it was. So when he saw this, it was. It was. It was night. It was night. Yeah. He was outside working at night and saw a portal with blue sky, like yeah. bright blue daytime sky, that would disappear as you got closer to it. You could mm-hmm. only see it from the ranch. Or okay. it was as you got further away because. It was like a flat, the way he described it was like a flat opening that faced his ranch. So as you kind of turn the corner to go to the highway, it's almost like if you turn a piece of paper sideways. And it would just like get narrower and Ugh. narrower. Either way, it's it wrong. Invisible. It's wrong. It doesn't oh, yeah. belong there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unusual claims about the ranch first received major national attention in 1996 when fame paranormal researcher and investigative reporter George Knapp published a series of articles in Salt Lake City's Deseret News. George Knapp is very, very well known in the paranormal community. Um, I believe he has done some stints on uh, Coast to Coast and he is, he's very, he's very, very well known in the paranormal community. So he's the one that brought major attention to the Gormans who didn't want major attention. <laughs> who didn't want it, but got exactly. it. Yeah. yeah. So too I'm too bad. So we're going to talk a little bit more about George Knapp and what happened after um, the Gormans and the ranch kind of got into the limelight. But we're going to talk about all of that next week. Um, I, however, am going to talk about some confirmed entities that have been like found on the property. So... This is skipping forward a little bit in the story, but this is after, like, a lot of the research has happened. So this is modern age. You can go look on, like, the actual Skinwalker website. These are creatures that are have been found and confirmed through, like, various, like, research and studies that are all on this property. All right, you ready? I'm ready. And, by I the way, we say modern, modern, like... I mean, I guess I'm dating myself here. It's 2020 now. But, like, the Gormans were there in the 90s, like mid to late 90s so it's not like this is like the 1800s or something it's all pretty modern but this is like within this millennia yeah so yeah 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 
So there's the spotlight, which is a single spotlight similar to that of a motorcycle, um, which will travel 10 to 40 miles an hour. It typically covers or like hovers about eight feet off of the ground. So mm. there's that one. Mm. It seems friendly. <laughs> Hopefully. There's flash drones, which are pulsating uh, spherical balls of light that appear from bluish to a yellow-green glow. They are typically more than one. Um, They're like, so they're found in like larger groups. They have the ability to hover and make absolutely no noise. They will pulsate their light intensely um, for a matter of seconds, glowing extremely bright and then shift between visible and invisible as they pulsate on and off. They have been seen to have the ability to transform into animal shapes. So it's like that scene from Finding Nemo where they, like, play charades with Dory. Oh, yeah. So, like, imagine that, but with a bunch of, like, bluish-green orbs. So lights Um, are a big thing here, then. Huge. Okay. Yes. Huge thing. Um, But they also can knock out, like, electrical objects and included... um, Sorry, I can't talk. Including knocking out the entire power to the ranch several times. Hmm. So it's interesting that lights are taking lights away. Like a glowing oh, thing yeah. is taking away. That is interesting. I didn't think about that. Quote unquote, naturally occurring phenomenon, possibly taking away a man-made uh, phenomenon. Man-made, non-natural. Maybe we're pissing them off. But they just want to play charades, guys. I'm sure that's all they want. (laughs) They don't want our souls or our bodies or anything. They just want to play. So there is a ghost on the property known as the Traveler, who is an old Native American man dressed in primitive attire. Um, He uh, it's known that his tribe once lived like on the property of Skinwatcher. Like, sorry. His tribe once lived um, in the ridges on the cliffs along the Skinwalker, that um, ridge path that you were talking about. Oh, the path of the Skinwalker? So is he yes. a ute, I'm assuming? Ute, yes. Ute. A ute, ute. But his specific family lived along that ridge. Um, hmm. and I wonder if he or his family was the OG Skinwalker. Well, it says that their bodies are rumored to be buried there. So if they wear, they're dead now. Maybe that's why they didn't want you to dig on the property. He has also said that he lost his entire tribe to the, quote, sky beasts, which came out of a bright light. He wears the skins of animals and can transform into them, including a wolf, a coyote, and an eagle. The OG skinwalker. So he's the OG skinwalker. This is the guy. We've got our guy. We just need to... If we can just get rid of the traveler... A skinwalker ranch is just a ranch. Like, this dude is it. Go find the traveler. What if, what if everything revolved around this one... This one dude. Ghost thing. Yeah. Like, all the phenomena. Phenomenon? Ugh. Phenomena. I fell right into it. I love it. There's another spirit, um, which we don't know a lot about, um, but we do know it is the disembodied voice of an adolescent girl who has been like found and heard through like several, like several EVPs and several different investigations have like caught this uh, this girl's voice. Um, hmm. She will speak to herself, to you, and to another entity that we can't see. 
Do they ever say the name of the entity? Nope. We have no no concept of who that entity is. She just will like you like you'll have like EVPs with her talking, and then she'll like be like oh, I have to go, like, he needs me now, or something like that. Like, it's very much of, like, she'll be, like, or, like, oh, I'm oh. just talking to them. I'm just, like, I'm, like, all of this stuff where it's, like, she's clearly talking to somebody else that the investigators can't see and can't contact. Who? Oh. Don't like that. Oh, I like these ones. These are called firefly spirits. They are tiny little balls of bluish light which seem to spawn from the ground and float upwards. Aww, They're like fun. little will-o'-the-wisps. Cute. That is really cute. I like it. Less I'm okay cute with those guys. Is the Cthulhu slug. Oh. Described as a large, slimy, black, and slug-like or snake-like creature that is believed to be the creature responsible for killing several swimmers in Bottle, uh, Bottle Hollow Reservoir. Oh. So we sexy Skeksy is actually kind of gross. Yeah, a little gross. Apparently I she's a Cthulhu slug. I think sexy Skeksy is better than Cthulhu slug. <laughs> I don't know. Cause, like, can we call her Cthulhu Skeksy? It doesn't have a ring to it. It, it really it, doesn't. You're right. That's fair. All right. <laughs> we can call her sexy Skeksy Cthulhu. That's just getting way too complicated. It's a bit of a mouthful. It is. A, yeah. All right. Fair enough. That's what Gus so there are also glow birds on this property, which appear as a flock of red glowing birds. Um, these could either be actual birds with a like strange bioluminescent property, or they could be a large group of small red orbs that appear as birds. Um, I don't like that one as much. I like the glowing, the bioluminescent I like the birds. Bioluminescent birds. They will be seen around the t- uh, the treetops where they will turn themselves on and off in unison. Oh, that's cool. I don't they like just, that. They're just chilling. But, but, mm. um, and then uh, there is the sentient mist, which is a fun one. Um, so this is a quote from a person we will talk about a lot next week, um, a person by the name of Bigelow. So remember that name. Um, but he is quoted to say that this is a neurological electricity. This unique entity is completely black in color and takes an intangible form of thick smoke. The smoke is described as a disembodied skin of black electrified energy that has a like that possesses an intelligent. That seems totally dark and messed up. I'm picturing the black smoke monster from Lost. Yeah, I've never seen Lost. It's pretty good. It's very Um, good. So throw in some spoiler alerts because I never saw it. There's a smoke monster. Oh, well, thanks. There's a smoke monster. Everyone's dead. <laughs> oh, I think I knew that. <coughs> Everyone does. You find that, like, at the end of the show. Yeah. But, no, I I, I pick up where you're thrown down. Ugh. Black electrified energy. That possesses That's smart black electrified intelligence. Energy. It's smart. That it's is- responsive. Can we just go back to the bioluminescent birds? Yeah, can we go back to those or like the little firefly like spirits? And the little will-o'-the-wisps? Yeah, those ones. Those are great. All those <laughs> things make me happy. Bioluminescent smoke monster Cthulhu slugs don't make me happy. <laughs> there is also a story of, uh, which is interesting because this is almost a parallel to last week, 
um, that there was a family driving like nearby the ranch and they saw a black furry creature jump out of their car that didn't attack them. It just scared them. Um, they drove away and got home. Um, but that night they heard like rustling behind their house and went out and they found three like mannish figures standing there that would try to climb the fence, but couldn't get down. Uh, like couldn't get over. So instead they just watched the family and started chanting until they eventually gave up and left. Oh, that's weird. Which is like almost a complete parallel of last week where a creature did that and three figures showed up on the property, tried to get into the property, but couldn't and just chanted instead, but completely separate locations. It makes me wonder what they're chanting. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, my personal favorite, the water babies. What are water babies? We're the water babies. So Aren't those like those dolls that are filled with water, like those things? Those are creepy. Those are creepy, but they are uh, cryptids that are known by the Ute natives, or Ute natives, a word came back, um, as Powachits. Um, they can mimic the sounds of crying human babies and they will li- they live underwater and they will mimic the sound of a crying baby. So if an, inv- like a bystander goes to investigate, he or she will be dragged underwater by the creature and drowned. The creatures so are they're sirens. To- yeah, basically, but they're babies. Baby sirens. They are said oh. to be humanoid in form with long, dark hair, the size of a human child. I l- so there's Samora from the ring. Oh. oh well, oh. okay, that makes sense. This makes me think of like all of the crybaby bridge stories. Yeah. Which is interesting because I don't, I can't remember. So we can cut this out if I've talked about it before, but like what actually causes crybaby bridges, which is like a really funny phenomenon in my, in my brain. Have I talked about this before? No, you think haven't. so. So like, from doing investigations myself and from, like, looking up a lot of stories, literally almost every single town will have a crybaby bridge, um, which is always has a story about some woman throwing their child over or, like, a pregnant woman being killed there and the baby getting lost, too. Um, like, there's always some story about a baby getting thrown over this bridge somehow or dying there. Right. What and it's actually, almost always covered. What? I always think of crybaby bridges being covered, which is interesting yeah. because you can't throw a baby <laughs> over a covered bridge. A lot of them are covered, too. But what actually happened was bridges were created a lot longer before, like, a a long time before automobiles were. And so when automobiles started going over these bridges, they would go at a lot higher speed than the horse, like, horse-drawn carriages would. And so the wind currents would make sounds, like, go along these bridges and make, like, basically funnel the wind currents. And people didn't know what it was. And so they thought it was the sounds of crying children. Interesting. And so like That's modern cool. contemporary, like if you go to a crybaby bridge now and you hear the baby, it's yeah. probably just power of suggestion. Yes. Now it's power of suggestion. It could still be wind. Um, because like I've heard wind. Wind is weird and creepy when it like comes like it will sound like crying oh. sometimes. Maybe not a baby, hmm. but definitely like crying and like moaning and wailing, which is another yeah. one of the stories. It's not always crying children. Sometimes it's like the mother mourning her child. Huh. I could see how owls could play a part in that too. That's fair. Yes, that's true. 
Ooh, that one was bad. Oh. That was a Jackie. You're on fire tonight. Like yeah, an Orby ball at the like Skinwalker Ranch. Like ball of uncontrolled. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that is arm. all I have. You will have to tune in next week to hear the rest of my stuff. Absolutely. Yes. So this week was... Half. It, the, it's only getting weirder from here on out. Yeah. Like, I don't mean to be... Like, this, this week was pretty intense. There's lots of weird stuff at Skinwalker, but just wait till the government gets involved. It always gets weird when the government Then it gets, gets even weirder. It will always get weird when the government gets involved. I'm telling you. So, a little bit of housekeeping work. A friendly reminder that you can buy our lim- pre-order, not buy, you can pre-order our li- very extremely limited edition uh, t-shirts. Yes. From now until the... February 3rd. February 3rd? Yeah. Uh, they will be shipped on the 10th so that you will get them in time for Valentine's Day. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. See on Esso, there's a flower on the shirt, so it's appropriate. Right? Uh, I mean, it's... Give it to your Esso uh, and tell mm. them to listen to our murder podcast. You know, yeah, for yeah. love. Right. Bought this shirt, thought of murder, thought of you. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that's it. Actually, that's the only housekeeping that, was, that, was that we the only have. House, we have social medias, huh? <laughs> that was the only <laughs> housekeeping. That would that was it. Yeah, we have social medias. You can check us out and follow us on Facebook and the Instagram. Uh, also, you can drop us a, a line at mile thirteen. That's one three show at gmail dot com. And tell us how fabulous we are and how much you love our show. And if you have any mouse traps, please send them to us. Yeah, because B is a worthless hunk of fat. She's beautiful. How dare you? Look, if you could see the way she's looking at Jackie right now, like, how dare you try to get me to come over? I'm not a cat. I'm a trained mercenary. Nothing but love in her eyes. To be fair, that is not love, is Jackie. a trained mercenary, I, and no one will tell me otherwise. I know my cat, it is, that's, that's not love. That's actually probably anger at the fact that she can't find this mouse. <laughs> so anyway, part one of Skinwalker Ranch. Join us again next time for part two. Yeah. Until then. Avidazine. Sure. Avidazine. What she said. I think that means goodbye in. Alfieder Sane. I don't know. Adios. Bye. Bye.